Let us pray. God, we thank you for this evening, for this Lenten season of reflection, for this opportunity to gather here and worship you. Speak into our hearts and minds and lives this night, and in this Lenten journey, teach us anew, Lord, what it means to follow you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. So this Lenten journey, our Wednesday evenings, and and finishing with Good Friday, we're looking at some of Christ's last words on the cross. Uh, understand that Jesus had these last words for us. These words are important to us. They have something for us. Their meaning is significant, that even in this moment, this painful moment on the cross, Jesus was still teaching us. Jesus still had things to say for us, for those around him. The cross, a public and prolonged method of death, riddled with that humiliation, that prolonging, and that public nature. We come to this phrase tonight that we heard in the gospel lesson, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. These words are powerful, deeply powerful. In fact, even as I just say them, they send a little bit of a chill for me. They're deeply convicting. They're words that we ought to really know, words that we should commit to our heart. You see, we also see at the beginning of this reading, Simon coming to carry the cross, and, and, and this was unusual. This didn't really happen because part of the, the nature of the cross, the, the pain, the torture, the, the public aspect of the cross was, was, of course, to force the person being punished, the, the person being beaten, the person being, you know, crucified to carry the cross. And so it's unusual that an exception kind of seems to occur here in Jesus' case. And so I decided to do a little research on this, and nobody agrees on why this is. Of course, we weren't there. We don't know. Uh, we kind of guess why maybe that was happening. Perhaps it was because of Simon's ancestry, uh, perhaps of being from a slightly different race or culture. Maybe that was used to draw into the story or for added humiliation or to make a point. Maybe it was this a mockery of Jesus' call to discipleship, Jesus' call to follow me. In those words in Luke where Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. Perhaps that was the reason. Perhaps it was because the beating that they gave Jesus was so significant that he could not physically handle it. He could not physically carry the cross or so they thought. We don't really know. But what we know in life, what we know in the cross this call from Jesus on the cross, one of the first things he says there is, Father, forgive them. Forgiveness is hard, though, isn't it? Maybe sometimes it's easy. Sometimes when it's not a big offense, maybe when we have a deep relationship with a person, maybe when our mind, uh, uh, they didn't do something that really bothered us, or maybe we're in a really good mood. But forgiveness is hard. And it's ironic to me, it's powerful to me that Jesus, in this painful moment, in this moment of torture, that one of the first things that he does is pleads with the Father to forgive them. He looks for forgiveness for those around him. 
he pleads on the behalf to the Father, forgive them. In the midst of this pain and this torture, in the midst of this rejection, this public humiliation. So who is Jesus asking forgiveness for? Well, most certainly the soldiers, those who beat him, those that were there at the cross. Certainly the political leaders and the religious leaders and the church leaders, those that had put them in that place. The crowd who stood there standing, watching, mocking him. Certainly the disciples who maybe didn't know what to do, those that had denied him, those that had betrayed him, those that had run away. But for us, too, we forget that this cross is about our sin. In this season of Lent, we think of sin and suffering. We look to this notion of repentance, that it wasn't just Pilate and Caiaphas and this soldier and that soldier that, that put Jesus on the cross. It's me, too. And so in the midst of this torturous moment, Jesus asks for forgiveness for all those. That's not really what would be on my mind. Not then or ever, probably. And to think that this is what Jesus does. This is what Jesus says. And it's not just a good story for us to know that, that Jesus wants forgiveness so much for us that he died for it that he pleads with the Father on the cross on the behalf of all those there and us. But he's also modeling for us, understand, calling us to forgiveness. I like forgiveness when it's given to me, without expectation especially. I like forgiveness when it's easy, when it makes me feel good, when somebody else is watching but it's when it's hard or when it's not deserved or when it's unjust. And we all have those things that we find it hard to forgive, right? Those people, those personalities, those situations. For some of us, that list is short. For some of us, that list is long. But Jesus, in this moment, pleads for us all, past, present, and future. Father, Forgive them. We need forgiveness. It's hard, but it matters. And I'll tell you, this from Scripture and experience I'm convinced of. When I'm struggling with forgiveness, I guarantee you it's not really hurting the person that I'm not forgiving very much. 90% of the time, I doubt they even know that they're mad or did something wrong or needed forgiving. It's hurting me. It's my heart. It's the anger, it's the resentment, it's the wrestling, it's the negativity, it's the hatred. It's that stuff. And so Jesus not only pleads for us, not only models for us, but here he teaches us something that we need to remember. That forgiveness is important and we need help doing it. See, I find myself asking God to help me forgive more often these days. Because when it's easy, you just do it. And I know more now when I'm pretending to do it. I'm willing to admit that more. And sometimes we need to ask for God's help. But Jesus models this for us. 
Even in his death, even in this torture, Jesus has lessons for us. But really, if I'm honest, it's that last statement that really gets me. There's something freeing about it. For they know not what they do. For they do not know what they are doing. You know, so many times when I hurt someone, when I make a mistake, when I wrong someone, when I cause someone pain, when I slight or offend someone, I like to think I'm not always aware of what I'm doing. I'm young and male, so the percentage is probably even a little higher. But let's be honest, those who hurt us, those who offend us, those who slight us, this phrase is important because so often it is not intentional, it is not malicious, they're not aware. And this isn't an excuse for sin or an excuse for pain or suffering, but these words are important. They're not just for the soldiers and the religious leaders and the crowd and the disciples. They're for us to hold on to. I have to say these words to myself a lot. Whether a prayer hoping that the person who's been hurt by my unintentional words or actions, or whether a reminder to myself that I've got to not hold on to that thing, that even though Jesus gave these people every opportunity to understand who he was, to show them, to point them to the Father, they really had no idea what they were doing. And so oftentimes that's us. I mean, as a kid, I said it all the time. I didn't mean to, right? Now, I used it when it was not necessarily true sometimes. But I think so many times we know not. But here's the irony. In, in, in this moment in the cross, Jesus doesn't just plead for forgiveness. He shows sympathy and compassion. Me, I'd be like, Father, smite them, and quickly. And probably wouldn't say that nicely, right? But Jesus pleads to the Father for forgiveness for these people and then shows sympathy, compassion, even provides an excuse for them. They do not know what they're doing. Powerful words here. You see, forgiveness restores us. This is a reminder that so many times it's misunderstanding, it's miscommunication, it's a misfire, it's not intentional that these things happen. And I thank God that Jesus looks at me and says, Father, <laughs> forgive Marcus, he has no idea what he's doing. I thank God for those moments. But I'm supposed to share those moments with others. It's not quite like that, of course. Um, Adam Hamilton, who's a pastor in the, in, in the Kansas City area, he wrote a little interesting little book on uh, Christ's last words. And, and I was reading it the other day, and, and something he wrote uh, struck me about this. And this is what he says about this uh, phrase here. People who regularly forgive others... They find it easier, easier to believe and trust in the grace of God because their hearts have been enlarged by grace and they, and they, and they freely offer it to others. Hear that again. People who regularly forgive others find it easier to believe and trust in the grace of God because their hearts have been enlarged by grace and they freely offer it to others. 
You see, forgiveness of others is really more a gift to us, a gift to the God who's forgiven us than it is the one that we've forgiven. Because the more that we forgive, the more that we can freely understand and experience the grace that God has for us. But we get more in the cycle of revenge and justice and fairness than we do get in the cycle of forgiveness. And so it's important that Jesus, in these painful moments, utters these words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. That this cross, this message on the cross, isn't just for those soldiers or the bad guys of the story. It's for us. N.T. Wright once said, There is nothing quite so lovely and rare as Christian forgiveness. That we have a faith, we have a God, we have an example of forgiveness. Forgiveness is countercultural. Forgiveness is powerful, it's required, it's necessary. And even in his death, our Lord Jesus Christ, suffering on the cross for us, spoke it, pleaded for it, and modeled it for us. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. We're called to forgiveness. And we can't do it alone. And so sometimes, maybe a lot of the times, we have to ask God to help us. But you see, the cross is not just for our forgiveness for sins. It's the doorway for a life of forgiveness. Forgiveness that we offer one another, deserved or undeserved, without condition. And Jesus, in these painful moments, who could have said so much more, looks to the heaven and says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. Thank God for these words for me, for you, for us. But they're not just for us. They're the gift that God has given us to offer to the world as well. Let us pray. God, we thank you for these words, as challenging as they are, as hard as forgiveness is, that it's more than a requirement, it's a gift. Help us, Lord Jesus, to offer this gift freely to others, to embrace your grace, to dispense your grace, to learn from the model of Jesus' life and his death, and from these last words on the cross. Father, we thank you that you forgive us, especially when we know not what we're doing. It's the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen.